Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. just sitting there silently for a little while. Nate made it home okay, Lolo. Yes, absolutely. I just talked to him about that. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the infiltration of all of our institutions, including our military, which obviously is at the uh, the tip of all of our minds tonight. Uh, the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, we are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And uh, this is what we're doing. We're, we're dropping truth bombs. We're keeping you guys updated on everything that's happening and everything that's happening in the world. And uh, that was Barry Maguire's Eve of Destruction. Um, and there's even a part in there where he talks about Red China is uh, uh, the fear in Red China. And it's it's just interesting, man. It's interesting that we go through these replicate times, right? Um, there's a great book out of there. There's a great book out there called Generations, um, as well as The Fourth Turning, done by the same authors. And it talks about how we're on this 90-year cycle. And absolutely, this is just, uh, this is insanity, what is happening. I had a good talk with a few friends of mine last night, military guys, about a lot of this stuff that's happening. And we all came to the same agreement. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. I do have some news to go through, and there's a lot of stuff. I'll talk about that more towards this section when we get to Pelosi, Taiwan, what's happening there. Um, even a, even I hope I hope I hope Sermons is out there listening to this. Did did we just get a Q proof? Did did we just get a Q proof? I, I I know people were asking for Donald Trump to come out there and say, hey. 
that was really Q Poston. And I think we got it. I We're going to go over that. We're going to go over some news and much, much more. I think I got a lot of visual stuff for you today, like a lot of video stuff. We'll see, but uh, we're just going to jump. Oh, uh, I'll do some announcements first. First announcement is tonight on the socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com, all right, um, is the After Dark Chat. That starts at 9 p.m. Mountain, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all right? And so you guys can join in on that. That's a, a kind of a Q&A chat forum for everybody out there who's interested in uh, talking with me, myself, and uh, everybody else on the Red Pill Project. We get some really interesting conversations going in there. Usually have a few beers and chill out and relax. It's kind of like my weekly thing. Uh, And then on Friday nights, we do our subscription one uh, called After Dark Chat, or not, I'm sorry, Fringe After Dark. Um, So we have that tonight. Uh, We have the Battle of the Streams going on. For those that don't know, the Battle of the Streams is a way that you can help support the Red Pill Project and everything that we do here. Um, And it's much appreciated for everybody that helps out. That's between Rumble, DLive. That's between Rumble, DLive, and Pilled. And there's uh, multiple ways to support us. That's just one cool way that we keep the users engaged and you guys can have these little battles, which I think is pretty cool. And much appreciated for everybody that helps support us on that. And then I'm going to do another one here. Uh, this is another way that you can help support us. We have a, um, a Give, Send, Go campaign as well as um, crypto campaign. So if you guys ever wanted to help support us on any of those, uh, they are easy to do. All you have to do is just follow those links. It's redpills.tv slash go. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. And the other one is redpills.tv slash crypto. And so those are two ways to go ahead and do that. If you guys are on Rumble, what I want you to do, if you're on Rumble, and I, I, I see a whole bunch of people watching on Rumble, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down to that little plus button that you see and just hit that little plus button. Completely free, but it does help us out. Um, if you are watching on Pilled, uh, we'll go ahead and just release that Kraken. The Kraken is released. So much appreciated if you guys want to go ahead and give a thumbs up on that. If you're on DLive or anything like that, um, Facebook, that like button, that share button, please comment. You know, all those interactions and engagements definitely help us. Uh, I wanted to give another big thank you. I talked about uh, last week how we had hit two over 2 million downloads on Podbean. Um, and I don't think I mentioned it this week, but we just read. Oh, I did mention it yesterday. That we're over 50,000 subscribers on our Podbean, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, uploads might be a little delayed on the one doing all the work there. Vince is on vacation this week, but... Um, oh. Bright light, bright light. I need to get that on my buttons, right? Bright light, bright light. But yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of things happening in the world. Another just last thing, um, reckoningfest.com. Reckoningfest.com. If you're in Texas, Mesquite, Texas, August 27th and 28th, and want to go with that, please go to ReckoningFest.com. If you're going to purchase a ticket, use that promo code REDPILL. REDPILL is the promo code to use. Uh, we're trying to track who's, you know, where's, where all the people are coming from. So if you can use that promo code REDPILL to purchase your ticket, that's awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of you guys because I know we got a big Texas audience out there. We're going to have a merch table, so we'll have some merch. I'm actually uh, putting all those designs and orders in tonight. I think this one will be there, your big bro, Google. So if you're interested in this shirt, that's probably the only place you're going to be able to get it. Um, in the news, let's just jump right into the news. Oh, by the way, did you guys notice? 
I, I cut down the intro. The intro is no longer three minutes. It's just our intro. So I cut that down. Um, not that we get complaints about it. I just think why allow people to sit there and watch two minutes of, of, of me talking. If we're going to run an ad for one of our, our show sponsors or something like that, we'll run it in the show. Um, it gives me a little bit more time to talk about it. And it, it just makes a lot more sense. Tonight, this show is obviously sponsored by our guest tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, we have a guest, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is going to be with us to talk about the global financial collapse and what you need to do to protect your financial assets, as well as uh, what is happening really financially globally. Um, And so tonight, our show is obviously 100% sponsored by that, and you can find him at getgoldtoday.com. And so getgoldtoday.com, that's how you find Dr. Kirk Elliott. If you're interested, I I recommend just going out there and giving him a call. Um, I'll get you the number here in one second. I used to have it memorized. But if you go to that website, getgoldtoday.com, okay, and I can kind of guide you through this. That's my my Brave browser. That You guys shouldn't be seeing that. Okay, there it is. All right, so if you guys go to getgoldtoday.com, you can watch this little minute and a half video from Dr. Kirk Elliott. You scroll down. It's going to tell you what they talk about. You're going to see my my mug right there. And then right here, 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. Go ahead and give them a call. Um, even if you just have questions, even if you don't want to buy or just contemplate, just give them a call and uh, see if they can help you. He's going to be with us tomorrow. He's also going to be with me the Dark Delight show tomorrow morning. Uh, morning coffee. There is no morning coffee this week. So if you guys are interested in uh, watching a show or listening to a show, um, watching a show or listening to a show, what I recommend you do is go to www.wysl1040.com and listen to the Dark Delight show in the morning. It could be awesome. Um, yeah, so... All right, let's go in here. Joe Biden's approval rating hits new low despite the killing of the Al-Qaeda leader. Absolutely. Um, You know, he's below 33%. This is absolutely just insanity. You know, it's one thing to have Donald Trump's approval ratings below 40% when the polls are manipulated. But when Joe Biden's approval rating are below 33%, And you know that they're increasing the numbers (laughs) to make him look good. Then you really got to start asking questions. Um, And Joe Biden's approval ratings are going to plummet. And you know know what else is plummeting? CNN's profits. Profits slump at CNN as ratings plummet. Absolutely. Uh, One of the first moves the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery made when it took over CNN was shutting down CNN Plus that had less than 10,000 subscribers. We get more... Views and subscribers here than CNN Plus did. I mean, a lot of podcasts didn't say that, but I'm proud to say that. You know, we put CNN Plus out of business. Yeah. But listen, mainstream media is on life support. If it wasn't for subsidies coming in from government, private funding, investor capital, basically from their cronies, they would no longer be around and people would be tuning into this type of content every night. And I think it's important that people listen to this type of content. I think it's incredibly important for people to hear alternative views, to see a different perspective. When when we get into the military analysis of what's happening in the world, uh, 
you don't get this on the mainstream. You don't get this on Fox News. If you listen to Tucker Carlson last night, man, wasn't that great? I, I, if you did not listen to the 15-minute um, bit that Tucker Carlson did last night on Nancy Pelosi, Taiwan, China, he was truly concerned. All right? And he went out there and said, we will lose in a war against China. Now, I was saying this last night is that if, if we're talking about a U.S. military operation going in the mainland China, we're done. We lost. If we're talking about a NATO interaction within China with Russia joining China, we lose. If we're talking about China invading Taiwan and us defending Taiwan, we lose. I mean, it, it's, it, there's a no-win situation. It's because of the degradation that has happened under the Joe Biden administration, the belligerent Joe Biden uh, administration, within our military. It's been so degraded. And the mainstream media doesn't care to even announce this stuff. They don't care to report on this stuff. And we're, we're going to watch some, we got some, I got some content for you today. I mean, so um, Andrea and Vince, they, they're, they're absolutely awesome. If you guys see Andrea and Vince on the social red pill, or if you see them on morning coffee, say hi to them and tell them, thank you for me, because they do just do an awesome job. Like they source content and information. They have everything ready for me. By the time I come on, um, I go out there, I'm looking at the sourcing of the content. I throw my own information in there. We draw our parallels. We draw our storylines, our content. Uh, and we fix we we fix it the the narrative of what is happening in the world, and it's just crazy how it all just flows together, and then the accuracy of the inconsistency of it all. It's crazy, but they do an awesome job of that. But this week, they both got the week off of of all that, and I'm just kind of like taking it on myself. So a little bit more work for me this week, but I'm okay with that. So I'm sourcing my own content. Well, I always source my own content, but I'm putting it all together. Instead of having all the news from morning coffee and we look and analyze that and see if we use that and then dark delight, I'm doing it all myself. It's a lot of work. Then I have to upload all the videos and all the backup videos and I have to do all the editing. It's okay though. Vince, I miss you. You need to come back, Vince. Vince, I miss you. You need to come back. <laughs> all right. Pro-life teenager attacked while canvassing uh, for students for life. Uh, Grace Hartstock, 18, was volunteering with a pro-life group, Students for Life, on Sunday when she was attacked in Kansas neighborhood while participating in the organization's door-to-door -door campaign. Hartstock lives in Leewood, Kansas, canvassing on behalf of the Value Them Both Amendment that goes before Kansas voters on Tuesday. This amendment would amend the Kansas Constitution so it does not require government funding of abortion. It does not create or secure the right of abortion. Um, after two hours in the knocking door, Hartstock knocked on one door that was opened by a woman who, after hearing why Hartsock was there, apologized and told her she wasn't interested. No, I'm sorry, I don't think you want to talk to us. Uh, Hartsock respected the woman's decision and began walking away from the door when she reportedly overheard the 37-year-old daughter cursing from inside the house and saying, don't apologize to her, Mom. The daughter then emerged from the house, approached Hartsock, and began assaulting her. The woman first shoved Hartsock in the chest and began punching her in the head with a closed fist as Hartsock tried to block the punches and get away. It was also reported that the woman told the 18-year-old, I hope you get raped and I hope you get hit by a car. The mom came down the driveway after the altercation um, and tells her daughter to stop. And there's only six seconds of video here. It's not very long. And I don't even think I can blow it up here. But uh, basically, the mother just tells her to go away while the daughter's... The 37-year-old daughter, right? The 37-year-old daughter. You know, you know. how about this? The 37-year-old woman assaulted an 18-year-old because she is so mentally unstable. Think about... Look, I, I stroll through TikTok, and for some reason, 
some reason, TikTok is putting all this liberal abortion shit in front of me. And I'm getting all these live streams like, uh, what, what is it? What is this? The shirt this woman had. She said, uh, regulate dick, not Jane. Whatever happened to my body, my choice. Why? Oh, you're okay for regulating one, but not the other. How about no regulation? How about the federal government stays out of our lives when it comes to our personal health care choices? How about we allow the states that we live in to dictate what a life is, when a life starts, and how that law actuates our decision-making process where we have the competitive analysis through the utilization of the 10th Amendment to say, hey, look, I don't agree with the laws of the state and I can't change it politically, so I'm going to move to a conservative state because that's what the Founding Fathers originally wanted. And that's what the Supreme Court Amendment was all about. It was about that the federal government has no right or business to be involved in your personal health care decisions or abortions. None at all. That the states, through the 10th Amendment, have derived that option. And if you're in a state that says 30 days after birth, you can do whatever you want. Well, guess what? You don't like it and you can't change it politically. Moved. That's the free country we live in. Move. Yes, it's murder. Great, I understand. Move. Get out of that state to another state or sit there and fight politically. Sit there and try to change the legislation, try to change the laws. But you know what? You're not going to convince these people's minds. The reason you're not going to convince them, you're not going to change their mind, is because they are mentally ill. They are mentally effing ill. I sat here and watched this lady regulate dick, not Jane. Had no, no fucking clue what she was talking about with abortion, with health care rights, with the federal Supreme Court decision, with Roe versus Wade, with states' decisions. No clue. Absolutely absurd. So, you know, this angers me. Because what's happening are people are going out there and expressing their First Amendment right, and they're talking to people, they're canvassing, they're trying to find people who support their cause. And look, if you're not interested, you're not interested. <clears throat> Say, hey, sorry, not interested, thank you, have a good day. Right? Okay, go on to the next one. But instead, a third, you know how they, you know how they write this? 37-year-old daughter. Why did you have to put the fact that she's a daughter in there? To make it look younger, that it wasn't that bad, that she assaulted an 18-year-old? Why is the 37-year-old daughter living at home with her mother? I mean, hello, do we see a, do we see a trend here? She's, she's the, the female version of sitting in your grandmother's basement smelling your farts, Messaging on Twitter, <laughs> Donald Trump sucks. <laughs> Man, I wish I had like good sound effects for all this stuff, but I don't. Oh, I got to get some. Speaking of abortion, how about this one? The Justice Department sues Idaho over abortion ban in first post row litigation. Attorney General Garland has repeatedly said that the Department of Justice is going to use every tool we have to ensure re reproductive freedom and was reviewing its options. They filed a lawsuit Tuesday arguing that Idaho's near-total abortion ban violates federal law. Which federal law? 
The Biden administration's first legal action to protect abortion access since the Supreme Court overturned the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. And making the announcement, the DOJ headquarters, Attorney General Merrick Garland told reporters that Idaho's ban violates a federal law that requires medical providers to offer emergency medical treatment. Under the Emergency Medical Treatment and Labor Act, EMTALA, Every hospital in the U.S. that receives Medicare funds must provide necessary stabilizing treatment to patients who arrive at their emergency departments while experiencing a medical condition. I don't see abortion in there, do you? The 17-page complaint reads, in some circumstances, that necessary medical treatment is an abortion. They're right. I I agree with them. But I believe Kansas law actually has a clause that talks about that. This may cause, for example, a woman undergoing miscarriage that threatens septic infection or hemorrhage or is suffering from severe preeclampsia. Idaho's law, which is set to take effect August 25th, will make it a felony to perform an abortion in all but extremely narrow circumstances. The complaint said, including when doctors provide emergency medical treatment required by federal law. The complaint said, including when doctors provide emergency medical treatment required by federal law. The suit seeks a declaratory judgment stating that Idaho's law violates the Constitution's Supremacy Clause and is preempted and conflicts with federal law. It also seeks a judgment that Idaho may not initiate a persecution against or attempt to revoke the professional license of any medical provider who performs an abortion unauthorized under federal law. The department also called for a preliminary and permanent injunction against the state of Idaho to prohibit enforcement of its abortion ban when it conflicts with federal law. And so I I understand where the DOJ is coming from, but basically what they're asking for here is the declaratory judgment basically means is they're asking Idaho to come out there and define what they mean by extremely narrow circumstances, which is going to be any life-threatening circumstances to the mother during a pregnancy. That, that's exactly what it means, because that's what it means in every other state. So this is just nothing but uh, swamp gas coming from the liberal DOJ that is completely politicized to get their people motivated, make them think that they're actually doing something right before an election. Hey, Wikipedia gets busted changing the definition of recession to protect Joe Biden's Democrats. Uh, While it's been widely known that for some time now, Wikipedia is so politically compromised that legitimate colleges and universities universities refuse to allow their students to cite it, the platform proved its left-wing bias against last week to protect the pathetic Biden regime and Democrats in general. American wage earners have been devastated by Joe Biden's war on fossil fuels and the Democrat-controlled Congress's spending spree. Um, But... Here we go. For two decades, two consecutive quarters of negative growth has been the definition of a recession. But Wikipedia's left-wing Protect Democrats and Biden researchers changed that definition and then locked the page so it cannot be changed back, as noted out by Benzinga. Wikipedia has changed the definition of recession. Wayback's last capture was July 11th, 2022, based on Wikipedia's change log that the line, there is no global consensus on the definition of recession, was added on July 27th. The page is now locked. Twitter account Unusual Whales noted, adding a screenshot to back up the claim. Well, you know why that is? Because we need to make Orwell fiction again. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? I, we have the Ministry of Truth. We have uh, George Orwell's nightmare, Anne Rand's nightmare. We have the globalist wet dream that is being perpetuated here. I want to I save this one for later. This one, this one goes over there. 
Uh, I had a story that was coming in. I, I wanted to save that one for later. Um, and, and listen, all this is happening before an election. Hmm. You know, how convenient, right? Uh, it, it's almost like someone said, right? It's almost like someone said that all this stuff was going to happen right in August, in September. Told you so. <laughs> right? Told you so. I, I hear you. Told you so. I mean, we know that they have to have certain motivations, right? So publicly, they have to have this appearance as the narrative progresses forward. So basically what happens is if they steal an election, they can go back to the mainstream narrative and say, no, 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 we didn't steal an election. Look, we were polling good in the polls. We did this, 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 and this. It benefited the people. And this is why 87 million people went out and voted for Joe Biden. Okay? That's how they basically can come out and, and, and validate what happens publicly, especially when they cheat in an election. Right now, we're seeing that same thing. And you remember what I told you? Remember what I said? I said, by the end of the fiscal year, there's going to be talk about bringing about refunding the government till the end of the year, right? There's going to be talk about um, paying off the $1.3 trillion in student loans, uh, a new aid package to Ukraine, and a stimulus check for American citizens due to the high inflation. All of that's going to come out to the, one of the largest emergency spending bills ever passed by Congress. I believe it'll be three to four to five trillion dollars. I'm telling you, they're going to do this. And they're going to utilize that as motivation. Joe Biden's polls will go up. He'll come out of the closet. I have no COVID no more. <laughs> He'll come out of the closet, right? And there'll be, his polls will go up and the Democrats all of a sudden, instead of the news reporting that it looks like the Republicans are going to sweep the House and the Senate, now it's going to be like, oh, we're at 50-50. And then it's going to be like, Democrats lead. Oh, my God. That's exactly what happened in 2020. That's why we said it's going to happen right now. It's happening right now. Yeah. And then we have the resurgence of a virus. We have monkeypox endemic. Oh, my goodness. Monkeypox. Stay away from butt sex and you won't get monkey, monkeypox, okay? Stay away from butts. Just stay away from butts. Don't kiss butts. Don't lick butts. Don't have sex with butts. And you'll be okay. Or... If you do any of those three things, do it with a partner that you guys are faithful to each other, right? Like, it's really that simple. I, I'm offending people out there. I'm sorry. But listen, we have the belligerent occupation of the White House, the incompetent corruption of Congress and the Senate. We have global chaos and turmoil going on. We have the resurgence of COVID variants, which it really isn't resurgence of COVID variants. It's simply vaccinated people who are two to three times more vaccinated than everybody else getting sick due to uh, adverse reactions to the vaccine, due to antibody-dependent enhancements, due to the cold, the flu, and various other viruses that spring up when their immune system gets suppressed through various symptoms like similar to AIDS. We got the pending global economic collapse, which potentially the black swan event could be China's invasion of Taiwan. If you understand what happens there, we're going to talk about this here in a little while. If that happens, the ec economy is going to absolutely collapse. It, it, overnight, boom. You have to understand 
the critical nature to the supply chain and then how that supply chain feeds global infrastructure because of China. That, boom, overnight because of China's invasion of Taiwan. We're, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to get, I, I want to jump into it now because it's such a hot topic, but... How about this one? Biden regime's master plan to steal the 2022 election exposed. Repeat a 2020 theft already underway as early voting approaches. Uh, Americans who were outraged by the Democrat-aligned deep state's outright theft of the 2020 election from President Donald Trump are about to be increased again um, if the Biden regime gets away with his plan to hijack the 2022 midterms. With Joe Biden's approval ratings in the sewer and Democrats convinced of high inflation and ongoing supply chain crisis, chaos along the U.S.-Mexico border and shortages in baby formula and tampons are set to tank their congressional majorities in November, the regime has already launched a scheme to snatch victory from the jaws of certain defeat. According to World Net Daily, just imagine if some election monitor or regulator had spotted the hundreds of millions of Mark Zuckerberg's dollars flowing through the leftist foundation to local election officials to help them run the 2020 election before they were delivered. You recall that $420 million was identified in an analysis as likely causing the results of that presidential race to swing for Joe Biden instead of President Donald Trump. But if that money hadn't been, had, uh, had been diverted, halted, left undelivered, what have been the results? We are certain that the Trump would have been beaten, sleepy, dimension-suffering Biden's hands down as Trump managed to secure more real votes than any sitting president before him. We know that he didn't win because the Democrats and their supporters like Zuckerberg funded massive ballot-stuffing initiatives using the COVID pandemic to implement universal mail-in voting after ballots were sent to outdated registration lists. WND reported that the hundreds of millions of dollars Zuckerberg handed out are known now to have been part of a scheme that also involves suppressing accurate and negative reporting about the Biden family's cartels, international business dealings, and another factor that could have swung the election results. Um, in the film 2000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza, Zuckbucks paid for hundreds of people to literally pick up prefabricated ballots at certain central locations and then, often in the dead of the night, drive to dozens of ballot drop boxes, many of which were monitored by video cameras and stuffed the ballots they'd been given. Um, now we're seeing this same thing happen again. Not only that, is states are embracing the Zuckbucks and pulling in the Zuckbucks like never before. So we're seeing this alignment. Now, how do they push towards the mail-in ballots? Well, two states have already declared it. Democrats in New York City and Illinois declare state of emergency over monkeypox. Joe Biden is about to do the same thing nationally. A national emergency is going to be monkeypox, is going to be the resurgence of COVID variants, masks, restrictions, mail-in ballots right before an election. And then when the numbers plummet around November timeframe, the Democrats take, uh, take reward for all that. Well, here's the thing. The name of this episode okay, is globalist war, patriot resistance. And there's more time, there's more of a time right now than ever before to be a patriot and to resist. And however you want to look at resistance, I look at like James Madison, Federalist 46, and what he says, if you read the whole entirely, you can get four talking points out of this. And this is disquietude getting up on your soapbox, going out there, yelling and screaming at the top of your lungs, exactly what I'm doing right now, saying, hey, look, people, you need to wake up. 
This is not going to change. Things are going to get systematically worse if we allow this liberal leftist communist agenda to progress in our society, in our culture, in academia, in our politics, in our economy. That's disquietude. Civil disobedience. Stop paying your taxes. You can file all you want. It's le- you, legally, you have to file. It's voluntary to pay them. You get other acts of civil disobedience. A redress of grievances. The First Amendment is basically the beacon for civil disobedience. Utilize that as you wish to understand what that means. Then you have outspoken governors. Make sure that you're getting a gubernational candidate in your state. Someone who is getting into office, who understands what we're talking about. Is American first, understands that the destruction of the United States of America is underway. And they are going to stand up and rise up and fight with you. And then state legislation that counteracts federal tyranny. Look at Idaho right now, being persecuted by the DOJ. We got South Dakota. We got North Dakota. We got Nebraska, Idaho, Iowa. We got, uh, well, let me see. We got Arizona, Texas, Florida. We got Mississippi. We got Louisiana. We got Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, uh, West Virginia, uh, even Pennsylvania is coming around. Even Ohio is coming around. These are all states. Michigan, well, not so much Michigan anymore. But we have all these states that are critical to the conservative foundation in this country that have good politicians that are ready and willing to perform the acts necessary to save this republic. We just have to be outspoken as people. When those first two parts align, disquietude and civil disobedience, then you begin to have outspoken governors and state legislation that counteracts federal tyranny. This was a system of checks and balances. This is the whole prerequisite of the 10th Amendment that James Madison was actually talking about. And then in the Declaration of Independence, it says, if a government becomes destructive to a means, which means that if everything else fails, if all legal and political and social processes, if all dialogue is ended, and the government is just tyrannical and they take over state sovereignty, Okay, what do I mean by state sovereignty? Basically, what's happening in California and New York, this is the overtaking of state sovereignty with taxpayer dollars that are basically funneled into those states where those states now have basically a tie directly to the federal government where federal policy dictates what happens in those states. Okay, that's what I would look at as kind of like federal tyranny over a state where the state loses its sovereignty because the state can no longer separate from the federal entity because it's dependent upon those tax dollars. So when all of that is lost, now the people have the right to remove that government. And that utilization can come about through various means. First Amendment, Second Amendment, right? That can come about through the Constitutional um, Congress, the, the states coming together and saying, we're done with you guys. We're ending our federal charter. And this is one thing that I've called for over and over and over again. But see, they understand what is going to happen in the United States of America when they steal in another election. They understand what happens, that the people are going to rise up with disquietude. The people are going to rise up with anger, civil disobedience. So let me ask you this. One of the parts of the firestorm event was social and cultural destabilization. 
basically increasing crime, decreasing police force, decreasing police funding, releasing more criminals onto the streets, allowing them to enter into the urban neighborhoods, opening the borders up so that the, you can have an inflow of illegal immigrants, including murderers, rapists, drug dealers, um, and, and war criminals, if you want to look at it like that, flow through our border. We had uh, we had the Fast and Furious operation in 2008 to 2011 under Eric Holder and Barack Obama, where they were giving weapons, fully automatic weapons, grenade launchers, military grade weapons to Mexican cartels. Why? Because that was payment for what's happening right now. A lot of those weapons are basically set over the border in different types of warehouses, just waiting for that moment when all these soldiers come back down. We have males, 18 to 25 years of age, who are crossing this border, who are not from Mexico. They're not from Central America. They are from the Middle East or from Northern Africa, and they're being trained in militant camps by Chinese, by Iran. Okay, And they are coming over this border. And they're probably being given these weapons by the cartels, and then they're making a stock of these weapons in cities throughout the United States. Why? Well, well, how about this report? Why do South American drug runners keep getting caught with uranium? As China and Russia and other nations hostile to the U.S. boost their presence in South America, it should come as a surprise to find uranium being trafficked into South, uh, by South American drug runners. Hmm. We know Venezuela has very close ties to Iran. We know that the United States was selling under Hillary Clinton, you know, when it's a U1 scandal, U.S. uranium directly to Russia. This is refined weapons-grade uranium to Russia. Russia was taking this and hiding this under Chernobyl and other aspects in Ukraine. This is one of the reasons for the toppling in 2014 of the Ukrainian government so the U.S. could take back possession of that uranium. Russia was also giving this uranium to Iran, which is utilizing it for nuclear, um, nuclear development, nuclear energy development, and nuclear weapons development. Now Iran has had negotiations since 2010 with Venezuela. In Venezuela, we have Russia, Chinese, and Iran Uranium presence and funding and military buildups. We know uranium's coming in there. And what's happening is that weapons grade uranium is probably being made into dirty bombs and funneled into the cities in the United States as coming up with these militants from the southern border. I don't like being right about this stuff. It sucks. Project Veritas, look at this. A leak from Project Veritas of a uh, Department of, uh, or, sorry, a Federal Bureau of Investigation whistleblower released this document, which is unclassified, law, law enforcement set, uh, sensitive, FBI internal use only. Okay, uh, the Federal Bureau Investigation Domestic Terrorism Symbols Guide, uh, Militia Violent Extremism. The following symbols are used by anti-government and anti-authority violent extremists, specifically militia violent extremists, NBE. Symbols are often found on propaganda, online platforms, memes, merchandise, group logos, flags, tattoos, uniforms, etc. Widespread use of the symbols and quotes from American history, history, especially the Revolutionary War, exists within MBE networks. Historic and contemporary military themes are common for MBE symbols. The use or sharing of these symbols alone should not independently be considered evidence of MBE presence or affiliation or serve as an indicator of illegal activity, as many individuals use these symbols for the original historic meaning or other nonviolent purposes. You have a boogaloo, you have the 
Punisher Skull has made it. That's right. The Punisher Skull has made it. The Second Amendment symbol. That's right. Just the Second Amendment symbol. The Gadsden flag. Revolutionary War imagery. A patriot. The Betsy Ross flag. The Tree of Liberty. The Tree of Liberty was famous elm tree in Boston near Boston Common in 1765. Colonists in Boston states the first act of defiance against the British governor, government at the tree. The quote underneath the tree says that the Tree of Liberty should be refreshed from time to time of the blood of patriots and the blood of tyrants. Quoting Thomas Jefferson, the black flag or the white or black American flag is used as sometimes to indicate no quarter shall be given and enemies will be killed on sight. Molon Lobby, come in, take it. Warrior culture, military themes, this historical and conspiratorial. Spartans, Valhalla, anarcho-capitalism. <laughs> I just can't believe this. Okay, common phrases and references. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. I literally have a shirt that says that. We are everywhere and expect this. I will not comply in all enemies, foreign and domestic. The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Um, I became unreasonable. His name was Duncan Lemp, well-regulated American militia. MVEs consider the following individuals to be martyrs. Look at this. Ashley Babbitt. She made the list. Ashley Babbitt made the list. She's a martyr now. Symbols of militia networks... Some MEVEs may self-identify with three percenters, Lightfoot Militia, American Contingency, and Oath Keepers. And then they go on with significant events. Guys, put it all together. National Threat Advisory System under the Department of Homeland Security comes out with a February 22nd, 2022 bulletin talking about the rise of domestic terrorism and extremism by people spreading disinformation, misinformation, and propaganda online that can be considered Russian propaganda, information and propaganda about Ukraine and Russia relationship, how Ukraine is really the bad guy, about bioweapons labs, about the COVID vaccine being a bioweapon, about the stolen election of 2020, how it's not true. They're targeting us. They were looking at us. That was the Department of Homeland Security. You remember when Attorney General Garland had the memo from a group of educators and he utilized it in Virginia to weaponize the FBI against the parents who were expressing their First Amendment right of a redress of grievances against an elected school board. Guys, this is a thousand times worse than what was going under the Obama administration, okay? Not only is the DOJ, DHS weaponized, they are actually coming after us. And documents like this reveal it and show it to be true. You got to remember, Louisiana, and I think, what is it, Louisiana and um, I want to say Alabama are suing the federal government over the Disinformation Governance Board. We'll see how far they get. You know, we just talked about a few minutes ago how CNN is tumbling, but I, I guess they must have some type of deal with China. CNN, CNBC, and AP bureau chiefs met with Chinese Communist Party propaganda group in July. Communist group's goal is to malignify, uh, malignify, malignly influence American politics and influence government, uh, influence foreign governments, according to the U.S., The Chinese representative hopes to neutralize sources of potential opposition to the policies and authority of its ruling Chinese Communist Party. (laughs) I mean, hey, uh, we're going to pay you to push out propaganda. 
That's that's exactly what this was. The Chinese Ministry of Truth comes into the United States to the top companies that work within free press and say, hey, spread our propaganda and we will pay you nicely and give you big mansions when we take over your country. I know, I'm not surprised either. All right, we talked about various scenarios yesterday. Uh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Before, because this is going to be a long topic. And if I'm talking too fast or anything like that, just let me know, guys. Let me go to Pilled. I want to check out Pilled here. And it looks like, was there no pills in there? I thought I released uh, the Kraken on the Pilled. Um, looking to see if anybody, I'm not seeing anything on Pilled. If you guys did, please just message me. Uh, let's go to Rumble. In D-Live, I can't see D-Live for, for some reason. And all right, and let me let me see in D-Live. If, if someone could keep track, if Andrea or anybody's watching, if you could just make a list and send it to me. It's way easier that way. It's hard to search afterwards. I see D-Select, Dave B, DNAAF, Vet have all donated here on D-Live. Thank you guys so much. Um, if anybody is a new follower or anything like that and wants a call out, please let me know. Um, Nathaniel Barbershop, yep, we're so happy you made it home. Um, he had a flat tire on the way home from camping, and he was able to get it fixed and uh, get his butt home with his two awesome dogs. Awesome dogs. Yep, DNA, DNA uh, AF Vet donated one diamond. RPP rocks. Love the Beach donated one ice cream. Thank you guys so much. Um, and Lolo says, D-Live banned her from donating. I'm so sorry about that. Um, what else do we have? We have Patriot Bird gifted a cookie. You got a bunch of snowflakes watching or something. Uh-oh. Uh, RMUAFC211 gold pill. Okay, so now everybody's getting their uh, their scratchings. Uh, Sign Bunk Monkey. All right. Bunk Monkey did it. All right. I, I don't know what conversation you guys are having there, but it's funny. All right. So uh, looking at this, where were we? I want to get jump right into this. There it is. So yesterday we were talking about um, yesterday we were talking about Lolo. If you want to play, here you go. There you go, Lolo. There's your place. Um, yesterday we were talking about Nancy Pelosi and what potentially could happen. Okay, so we got indications late late last night that China had shut down all airspace around Taiwan. Nancy Pelosi's plane, escorted by U.S. fighters. Flew in the Taiwan, in the Taipei, landed nicely, no incursion. China came out pissed as ever. Um, they started a four-day military operation around the Taiwan island um, with live fire drills. China's vice foreign minister says the U.S. must pay for its mistakes, admittedly, on television. Taiwan presidential office, soon after Pelosi arrived, was hit by a massive cyber attack. All right. Russia came out and warned the U.S. over the provocative actions of Pelosi visit and to stand down on any future action because they stand with China. OK. Now, yesterday we talked about a few different scenarios that could come about from this. The scenarios where China's pissed. They, they came out and they said they're going to take military action. They are going to retaliate against what the United States just did. Maybe they'll let it die down. Maybe they'll go away. I don't know. I doubt it, though. China has to now act strong when the United States just made them weak. The United States 
had to look strong when actually weak. So this is kind of where we're at. I said last night that they're either very low probability of shooting down Pelosi's plane. That's nuclear war, World War III starting. Very low probability. Um, the second probability would be that they invade Taiwan when Pelosi's there. I think she's already left. I said that most likely what was going to happen is that Nancy Pelosi will leave Taiwan. Once she's out and gone, escorted out, the U.S. naval fleet, we have the Ronald Reagan there, we have the Tripoli there, we just have a few naval and then four other ships there. They'll all leave. Once they get about a day or two away, those military drills will still be going on around Taiwan from China. Not only that, is China has already advanced its military protocols on its coastal provinces, which means that tanks, missiles, planes, and troops are all moving towards their coastal regions. Why? Because China's going to invade Taiwan after Pelosi leaves. As a big F.U. to the United States of America. And the reason they'll do this, this is my opinion, this is what I'm thinking, the reason they will do this, I mean, think about it. Russia warns the U.S. and says, do not take action against what China's about to do. All right? North Korea came out and said, U.S., don't, don't mess with China. The U.S. will lose, lose, lose in the South China Sea. Done. There's no way we can win a war there. All right? We, we, can, we can fight off an incursion. If they attack Pelosi's plane, we'll probably have a good chance of surviving Pelosi, surviving, and our military getting out. But if the U.S. naval assets in that region ever had to go to war with China, they lose. And the reason is, is they're um, logistically and strategically outnumbered. It, it just doesn't work in the sense of the numbers. The United States military is dispersed throughout the entire globe at various different places. A U.S. naval warship travels between 20 to 40 plus knots. Okay, that's like 45 miles per hour. At 45 miles per hour, leaving from Sasebo, Yokosuka, Guam, Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, or San Diego, to get to China, okay, is anywhere from three days to four weeks. So if a naval battle incurred, it's usually over within 12 hours. And so for backup to get there, and we're not talking about aerial support, because we have aerial support in the area, in the region, but they're in Guam. We have some bases in Taiwan, but nothing significant. We have bases in Japan. We have Japan's defensive military posturing position. We have Australia. But by the time they all got engaged in the war, Taiwan is already taken. It's already done. The, Taiwan will be taken within 12 hours. And once China goes in there, takes Taiwan, and basically produces an embargo within the shipping trafficking lines... By the way, China produces... 70% of the shipping containers, 82% of all the uh, the lifts and the cranes that take shipping containers off globally. Taiwan produces 72% of the global chipset. China produces, what is it, um, I think 67% of all commodities within the world are produced and shipped out of China. 
83% of all global trade originates out of China. So once China goes into Taiwan, 12 hours later, has them secured, U.S. can't respond. They start moving assets in, which would get wrecked because by the time they get there, the Chinese military has already taken a defensive position. They produce a trade embargo, so sanctions don't matter. They win. And there's no way that the U.S. can go in there and take them out. If you have two carrier groups show up, they'll be sunk. DF-41s. Not even from shipboard, from land. It's a lose-lose situation. China has won Southeast Asia. And Japan better watch out because they know. And you got to remember, what happened a few weeks ago? Former Prime Minister of Japan, Abe Shinzo, was assassinated by the Chinese Communist Party. I wonder what message he must have had or discovered that he was about to release. Probably information pertaining to the Chinese invasion of Taiwan, and they wanted him out of the way. Or maybe he is just an idolistic beacon within Japan of the strength that they had during the Trump administration and their forward... um, their forward defensiveness against China or offensive against, against China. But that, I think the killing of Abe, and you got to remember how Asian culture is, all right? There's various aspects of Asian culture that deal with various types of loyalty. Not only loyalty, but symbolic representation. And so a former prime minister who was very, very verbal and aggressive towards Chinese policy when he had a strong American president behind his back, okay, is a um, idolistic symbol for Japan. China going in there and killing that symbol and the, the whole international community not saying anything basically is a warning to Japan that, guess what? We're coming from Taiwan and then we're coming for you. And there's nothing you can do with it, do about it. That's how this was to me. So SMR Patriot 1776. I saw the post earlier, someone talking about four aircraft carriers. No, absolute garbage. So they were trying to reference a Q post where they said there's four aircraft carriers in the Pacific. There is not four aircraft carriers in the Pacific. There's one aircraft carrier and one attack amphibious assault vessel, an LHA. Okay, that's not four carriers. The article that they reference says there's four U.S. ships in the Pacific. This is most likely a cruiser, a destroyer, probably a submarine that you're not being told about, the Reagan, and then the Tripoli. That's different than four carriers. I would not reference that Q post pertaining to this. All right. Will India just sit by while China expands? Good question. BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, who else do we have? Turkey. Okay, India's in there. <clears throat> Soon to be Pakistan, probably North Korea. All these nations are joining the BRICS nations. Why? Because this is the new global superpower that is taking over the United Nations and is taking over NATO alliances. All right. Now, Is this potentially planned? I don't know. Look what happened today. This is Donald Trump posting this today. Why is crazy Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan? 
always causing trouble. Nothing she does turns out well. Two failed impeachments, loss of house, etc. Watch. Okay. He posted this at 1329, military time. It says watch. Okay, what's interesting about the watch in 1329 is on QPost 3642. We have the watch right here with the time of 1329. Watch, 1329, 1329, watch. Now, what does it say underneath the watch? Trip confirmed. And it's talking about a Q proof. And so this is talking about a Q proof. And what's interesting is if you take this and you actually search this on this, right? You can kind of see that this was utilized before by Q and Trump as a Delta. Minus one Delta. Q and Trump right here. 955 trip uh, config. Um where Trump basically posted this post right here. And so to me, Donald Trump posting this 1329 with big old watch and capital letters. Okay. And there's another part of this too. I want to show you. Okay. Okay. So there's another part of this. I want to show you. So remember it says Pelosi in Taiwan. Where did Pelosi come from? Does anybody know where Pelosi came from? And the day, oh yeah, and the day on the watch is the second. You're absolutely right. But where did Pelosi come from to go in to Taiwan? Does anybody remember? I want to see it in the chat. But okay, so we have watch 1329 right here. Trip confirmed. This shows us directly that Donald Trump is validating Q. And right now we're seeing trip confirmed, which means that those posts from Q, when we all asked Donald Trump and Q to go out and give us a validation that was Q, guess what we got? We just got it right here. Now this gets even more interesting because the time on the watch is 1329. Did anybody care to look at post 1329? You know what that building is? Where that building is? <coughs> That's a s'more building. That is the mothership. That is where Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un met met in 2018 in Singapore. Nancy Pelosi came from Singapore. Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi in Taiwan came from Singapore. Watch, 1329... There we got the trip confirmed, post-1329, Singapore. Singapore, Pelosi to Taiwan. There are no, you know, listen. I've been looking at this stuff for a long time. There are no coincidences, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff. And there you go. There is the building right there, Trump and Kim Jong-un. And that's the mothership that they met at, the hotel. All right. So what does that all mean? I think what that was, was Trump coming out and validating that Q account that was posting on the Q boards. I I really do. I think that Trump just gave us the confirmation that we were waiting for. And interestingly enough, what, how many days after this was it? We'll see. I didn't count how many days since the last Q post. Maybe I should check that out right now just to be safe. The last Q post was June 
29th. Hmm, June 29th. June 29th. I want to see something here. I want to I want to I want to check something out here. Uh 0629 2022. Then today include bada boom. That's 35 days. One month and five days. 35 days. Okay, so I'm not good at math. I I good at math. But if you take the one day out of it, 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 this is interesting. So if you calculate the duration, okay, if you calculate the duration between Q's last post and today, and you exclude the end date in the calculation. So if you just do the days from 29th to the 1st, that's 34 days. Okay? 34 days. Why is that number interesting? Because that's 17 times 2. Go back here. Or go back to uh, 3642. Or not 3642. We want to go back to... Which one is it? Uh, I, I, I closed it out. There it is. I want to take this guy. And so, right here. Trip confirmed 2. Trip confirmed to, I don't know, 17 times 2, 2, I don't know, who knows, maybe, maybe it's something, maybe it's not, but 35 days, we'll see, I don't know, I like looking at math like that, all right, so, what else do we have here, did anybody see Chuck Grasley, listen to this, I gotta shrink my screen back, ah, my screen was good, let's listen to Chuck Grasley, what prompted you to write this letter? Okay, my, my audio is not playing. Was the audio playing for you guys? Joins us now, Senator, what prompted you to write this letter? Is the audio playing? Whistleblowers coming. Okay, it says the audio is playing, but you see uh, Chuck there, and he says, who knows where the bodies are buried today of all days? Who knows? He's talking about Hunter Biden, and he says, who knows where the bodies are buried? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? You know, I could dig this deeper. You know, one thing that we do with QPost especially is you go into the metadata. So you'll download this, this picture right here, and you'll look at the metadata, Okay. And you look at the metadata, and, and Q has done this before with various images. And what he does is you can take the pixel length, is the dimensions of the picture, and it's going to reference various Q posts, okay? So Grasley comes out today and says what specifically? Who knows where the bodies are buried? Well, the picture of the watch is 591 by 1280, Okay. The picture of the watch is 591 by 1280. This picture right here, if you look at the dimensions, is 591 by 1280. So what happens when we go in here and we go to post 1280? Who knows where the bodies are buried? Look at that. Post 1280. Who knows where the bodies are buried? What's 591? Security test, Q. 
as in Trump confirmed with the trip, which is, hey, you guys had a security test. We confirmed. And then reconfirmed again with the referencing of the dimensions of the photo, the 1291, of who knows where the bodies were buried. I, I just, I, there are no, how fucking unbelievable is that? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this is China right here saying, we consider Speaker Pelosi visit a clear provocation in keeping with the U.S.'s aggressive policy of containment in the PRC. We call on Washington to refrain from actions undermining regional stability and international security. This is from Russia, okay? Look what it says. Washington to refrain from actions undermining regional stability and international security. That tells you right there that China is about to invade Taiwan. And maybe that's what's supposed to happen. I don't know. Maybe that's what, maybe when Trump did his visit there, maybe they worked something out. Maybe this is the way they take down the globalists, the World Economic Forum Agenda 23. Maybe this is, I, I don't know. But what I see, potentially, is if a world war breaks out, veterans will be called up to go serve. Because our military is weak. They don't have the military force. The army is meeting only 50% recruiting goals. They're reducing the ASVAB scores or giving medical waivers to people with mental illness just to meet recruiting goals, and they can't even meet 50%. They are ejecting people out of the military because they refuse to get the vaccine. Oh, yeah. This is a long video, but I really want you to listen to this video. This is Representative Massey having a discussion. And, and this really wraps up kind of what he's been talking about. Recognition. Our purpose is the gentleman from Kentucky seek recognition. I, I speak, I seek to speak on the amendment. The gentleman's recognized. There's just a few things I want to correct in, in the story or examples that were just given. I think it's been dispelled that the vaccine prevents the spread of COVID. I mean, I don't know why we're still saying that. I mean, the CDC director has apologized for being wrong about that. Uh, the NIH directors said that he was wrong about that. Deborah Literally everybody, Deborah Burke. Come and yield. I, I will yield. Did Dr. Fauci admit that he was wrong about that as well yet? I, I believe they've all admitted that. Well, no way. So uh, they got the vaccine and they got COVID. Yes, they've all enough. gotten COVID. The president himself is contagious right now, even though he's had four shots of the vaccine and that is why he's staying away from people so I, I just take a little bit of issue that we are in a, a congressional markup still perpetuating this falsehood that was propagated by the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies that stood to profit by this they knew it wasn't even true their their tests with 50,000 people in the trials were designed not to explicitly not show whether it did or didn't stop the spread of COVID. So I, I just offended that we're still perpetuating that myth when virtually everybody has admitted that was a myth. And, and the reason we need to acknowledge that is that is the myth that underlies the entire rationalization for kicking somebody out of the military for not taking the vaccine. Would the gentleman yield? I will yield to the gentleman from California. I can't wait for January 3rd, maybe the 4th, when one of our early HRs restores those men and women, those brave men and women 
who asked for and were denied their ballot exemptions, and we restore them to full active duty, which, by the way, will unring the bell of any question of a general or other than honorable discharge, and I look forward to working with the gentleman on that. I look forward to that, too. They should all be reinstated. None of them should have been given anything less than an honorable discharge at all for this. And, and while I've still got time on the clock, I have to mention that the Secretary of Defense issued a statement on August 24th saying that the vaccines that were required and that would be administered would be the FDA-approved vaccines and not a single dose of FDA-approved vaccine, a.k.a. Comirnaty, in the case of Pfizer or Spikevax, in, in the case of Moderna. Not a single dose of that has been given to a single member of the military, as the Secretary of Defense specified. And it was his only legal way to require the vaccine for members of military was that it was FDA-approved and that the doses that they would receive would be the FDA-approved, legally distinct from the other vaccines that they, were got, that they were received, and also labeled as such, labeled appropriately. None of those vaccines have been given, yet members, tens of thousands of members of the military have been kicked out for not taking that vaccine. Gentleman, you? I would, I would yield to the gentleman from North Carolina. Is the gentleman suggesting that the military engaged in a bait and switch and substituted a different vaccine than that which was approved? I, I, I am absolutely saying that what the Secretary of Defense is doing right now is illegal. We know it. I, I would characterize it as a crime in progress. Would the gentleman yield? Um, I'm going to yield to Mr. Tiffany, who's asked. Yeah, I want to make sure this is, I'm clear on this. Are you saying they've received the experimental use vaccine? The emergency use authorization vaccine is all they've received. Not a single member of the military has received the FDA-approved version. Well, it's good you're dispelling this notion that's out there that they're getting the, um, the FDA-approved vaccine. There, there are two notions I want to dispel, and I would give the gentlelady time to respond to this. The, the notion that the vaccine stops the spread of COVID. Does, would the gentlelady like to clarify her comments on that? I, I, does the gentleman yield? I do. The, the point I'm making is that there's activity that we, that service members could engage in that we would not find to be egregious. For example, the adultery. other. Adultery. Adultery. I mean, I'm not in favor of it. I think it's right. a sin, but I don't think it's. It's, I, you know, reclaiming my time. And I, and I think the gentlelady gave uh, valid examples, but the one that I don't, I, you know, with all due respect, I don't think it's valid is to uh, substantiate the disproven notion that the vaccine stops the spread of COVID, and that would be a reasonable uh, reason to give somebody a discharge that's less than honorable. And um, with that, I yield. All right. Representative Massey dropping truth bombs. The most important part here, okay, is that all of these soldiers, sailors, airmen, and guardians are being ejected from the military. Special operators, people with decades of experience and millions of dollars in taxpayer funding to train them, okay, are being left. We have Lieutenant Colonel Long, who came forward as a whistleblower at Fort Rudger, who was basically one of the ground 4,000 Army pilots because of the vaccine. We have the Project um, Silas information that came forth of the massive rise in cancers of um, MS in neurological illnesses, strokes, heart conditions. My own brother-in-law was lost because of this, okay? We have all of these things coming up. 
The military is complicit. And it just showed right there from Massey, okay? For, for everybody that doesn't know, in the military, um, if you're given a lawful order that is derived from the President of the United States, you have to do that lawful order unless that lawful order is against, like, the GBA conventions or morally or ethically wrong in your standard, which you can get a hearing and stuff like that. In the early 2000s, when the, um, the anthrax vaccine was given, the anthrax vaccine was an experimental vaccine. This case actually went up to the Supreme Court to where the Supreme Court ruled that military personnel do not have to endure experimental treatments unless that treatment is approved through the FDA's process. So an emergency use authorization vaccine that comes out, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and guardian can deny it unless... The direct order is given to them by the president, which it has not happened. So the, the Secretary of Defense, Austin, came out and said that the only vaccine that the military members are going to get is the FDA-approved Comanardi vaccine. This is what gave him the legal authority to mandate the vaccine for all service members. To this day, not one, zero soldiers, sailors, airmen, or guardian have received the Comanardi vaccine. They've all received the emergency use Authorization vaccine, which is the kill shot, which is the bioweapon. <coughs> Excuse me. I, my throat's dry. It's all this yelling and screaming. I've been doing this all day. All right. So I said this two years ago. They are going to use this to dismantle our military, to take out the people who've been in the military for a long time, who have the warfighting experience, who know how to utilize various systems, who know how to utilize various logistics, support, strategies, methodologies, um, whatever it might be. They're utilizing this as a mechanism to get rid of them, to make our military vulnerable and degraded. And that's exactly what they did. And former general... Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is complicit in this. They just said right there, he is legally right now committing a crime. What he is doing is knowingly illegal. That's a bombshell right there. The fact that the Congress is having open hearings. Senate and Congress are having open hearings, which is going on public record about this. And people in the public are completely like, that's not true. You don't know what you talk about. I read this article on CNN that said something completely different. I, I had this family friend. I'm not going to mention names here. Much older than me. Very well educated. Incredibly successful in life. Who sent me CNN, MSNBC articles to prove to me that I was wrong when I sent him the actual documents from Pfizer and the FDA and the CDC. This is fucking liberal logic. But CNN says you're wrong. So, so what are you going to do? CNN says you're wrong. MSNBC says you're wrong. See, they, they say that you're misinterpreting this information and that, that it's really this. Oh, sure. What about this graph? Oh, uh, well, I didn't look at it, so I don't know. I'm just going to take what CNN says. I'm tired of this shit. I know you are, too. I know you're tired of this shit, too. Right? It, but this is why we have to stand up and fight. And this is why we have to rise up as people, as patriots, as Americans, to save this country, to save this nation, to save this world. Because we are in the midst of the largest genocide 
that we know of in our history. It is underway. You you can't stop what's coming. It, that is happening. It's coming. Those people made their decision, and that's going to have its toll. What happens afterwards? Who gets held responsible? This is the key. This is why we must survive. This is why we must be here for the day of reckoning. And what else are we seeing here? We're seeing rare diseases just pop up everywhere. Polio is being detected in New York wastewater. You remember the wastewater thing, Dr. Brian Artis? We're talking about COVID and snake poisons. Now polio is being detected in wastewater, which means that people are ejecting polio out of their body. Why? Probably because they're elderly. They got the COVID vax and it exasperated the COVID or the polio vaccine within their system, producing them the uh, probably produce some type of antigens that are very, very similar to the polio virus. I don't know. Or people are getting freaking polio again. What else do we have here? Lyme disease epidemic. Oh, so polio's back, and now we have a Lyme disease epidemic. Tick-borne illness cases skyrocketed 357% in rural America. <clears throat> Why is this shocking? Over the last 15 years, from 2007 to 2021, insurance claims for Lyme disease diagnoses have exploded 357% in rural areas. You want to know why I think that this actually has exploded? Because Lyme disease is much more common than people understand, and the internet. Um, symptoms, people can check on symptoms, they can check on uh, early illness strategies through the internet and diagnoses. As well as, is since around 2008, this came out of the University of Chicago Medical Center by a uh, Veterans of Affairs doctor who did the preliminary research of this back in 1997, but in 2008 it was actually taken serious and he made himself onto the public airways where he talked about that Lyme disease you don't actually get cured from. They do high dosage of uh, very, very strong antibiotics, which basically suppress the Lyme disease, which is a, like a bacteria in your body. Now, here's the thing. What they found out is that the Lyme disease suppresses, hides itself in the myelin in your brain. And then about 30 or 40 years later, when the immune system becomes weakened in the person, it begins eating away at the myelin in the brain. And what's that called? MS, Alzheimer's, dementia. Yeah. So I think a lot of this is people wondering if they have MS, Alzheimer's, dementia, going out there and actually getting tested for Lyme disease because it's one of the prerequisites for this. Potentially. I don't know. But I thought that that was interesting. Uh, COVID vaccine genocide 2021 to 2022. The horrifying complication of vaccine-injured individuals exposes the extent of the damage caused by experimental COVID-19 mRNA shots since their rollout in 2021. The lengthy video from March 2022 highlighting the extent of the COVID jab injuries across America was shared by Dr. Joseph Mercola today. And we're just going to watch a portion of this. Help us to urge folks and say to them, look, it's time to roll up your sleeve and get the shot. And if you already have, let's talk to somebody else we know who hasn't and let them know now is the time to get this done. And the bottom line is that getting vaccinated is safe. We, I think, all embrace whatever our background 
the spirit of love thy neighbor. And getting vaccinated is truly an extension of that. And it's about not only our neighbor next door, it's about the man on the side of the street. It's about seeing in the face of a perfect stranger, a friend, and interacting with them in that spirit. If you guys want that video, we, we can share that link for you. But it, it's horrific, and that goes on for an hour and 37 minutes. This is real. This is really happening. This isn't a bad dream. This is reality right now. And what else do we have here? We have COVID-19 mRNA vaccines cause cancer. Here's the evidence. <laughs> okay. Uh the homologous recombination DNA repair pathway is one of the mechanisms that the body uses to stop your cells turning cancerous in response to environmental stress. One of the most important components of this pathway is the tumor protein P53, the guardian of the genome. It protects our cells from cellular damage. Under cellular stress, P53 jumps into action, regulating gene expression and controlled DNA repair, cell division, and cell death. It's the most important commonly mutated gene in cancer. In October 2021, two reverse a revered scientist called Jiang and Mei had a paper published after peer review in MDPI showing that the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein obliterated the DNA repair mechanism in lymphocytes. And you can see it right there. And so if you remember Project Salus from the DOD whistleblower that attorney Tom Rance and Lee Dundas took to Senator Ron Johnson, there was a what is it, 3,000, oh no, 1,869% increase in cancers. There you go. And so we are uh, on the verge of destruction. <sighs> Maybe I have a sound bite for this one. Um, yeah, here we go. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. That's right. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. That's right. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Because that's the truth in the matter here. Right? That these, this evil that has perpetuated throughout, infiltrated every aspect of our society, is committing atrocious crimes against our people against the American people, against the global population. 
that we as human beings must stand up and rise up and fight back. Right? Here, here's another one. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. That's right. Those are from the, the movie Network, right? Howard Beale. And those words ring truer than ever before right now. The other part of this <clears throat> with Agenda 2030 is climate change. Now, I had a video I wanted to play for you yesterday. I said I didn't have it, but I had it today. And this is just epic. I want, I want people to watch this. This is pretty epic. Listen to this. Um, when I asked, well, just around, Alice, you, you've been speaking most of the night. When I, when, when I, when I asked Tanya Plibersek, we'll fact was, check that one for you. When I asked Tanya Plibersek, was the deputy leader of the Labor Party and the potential deputy prime minister, was carbon dioxide the big issue in relation to climate change? And she said yes. I then said, well, that being the case, what percentage of the atmosphere is made up of carbon dioxide? And she said, I don't know. And I say, hang on, you don't know what percentage of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide, and yet you're prepared to stand the economy on its head to address a problem, the detail of which you don't know. So when I then explained that the percentage of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, Alice, is how much? Alice, how much of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere? To answer Alice? the question, Scott Morrison has said he's Al using climate change Alice, and how much he wants to do something about Alice, it. Alice, how much carbon dioxide is the problem? How much carbon dioxide is there in the atmosphere? I'm not a scientist. Oh, I don't know. Well, I'm a hang on. If you're going to argue the case, you ought to know it's 0.04 of a percent. And of that 0.04 of a percent, human beings around the world create 3%. And of that 3%, Australia creates 1.3%. So for the 1.3% of 3% of 0.04%, we then decide to have a national economic suicide. Now, you know, you know what's interesting about this is I actually watched this documentary on climate change yesterday. And it broke down. You remember when Al Gore came out with the Inconvenient Truth or whatever the hell that was? And he was talking about the ice core data and the ice core data that correlates to the rise of carbon dioxide and the rise of temperatures was directly correlated. Now, this reminds me of the increase in shark attacks and the number of ice cream purchases in the beachfront area during the summer. Just because it's correlated doesn't mean there's a correlation, right? It's summer. People are going to the beach. It's hot out. People are going to eat ice cream, but that's not related directly to the amount of ice cream in shark attacks, right? So what this was actually shown to be highly inaccurate with Al Gore and, and misleading because, see, temperature doesn't follow carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide follows temperature, and it's delayed. It's almost like a one to 300 year delay between the rising temperature and the rising carbon dioxide because the majority of the carbon dioxide, the only 0.04% in our atmosphere that is released during times of heating, which is directly related to cosmic ray bombardment of the earth and solar cycle radiation from the sun. <clears throat> By the way, when you have an increase of solar cycle radiation from the sun, you have a decrease in the amount of clouds, which basically puts moisture back into the planet, heats the planet up. When you have an increase in cosmic radiation, you have an increase in the amount of clouds because basically that's refracting back and producing the water moisture in the atmosphere. 
Um, and this is what actually produces our climate cycle here on the planet. Now, during that time, what happens is carbon dioxide is absorbed by the water, the ocean, or it's released by the ocean. And so when you have the rising temperatures over time, those rising temperatures occur, but the water heats up very, very slowly. And it takes hundreds of years for that water to warm up and start releasing that carbon dioxide. And this is what scientists legitimately have found that Temperature rises first, carbon dioxide second, but the amount of carbon dioxide is directly proportional to the rise in temperature, which means that carbon dioxide does not increase temperature on the planet. Another thing that they found is that the carbon dioxide in the planet decreases within the stratosphere. The stratosphere is basically our climate sphere. It is the area of our atmosphere that all climate occurs in. And here's the problem with the, the climate data that they're showing right now, is that we're having a ground level increase in carbon dioxide, but we're not having a stratospheric increase in carbon dioxide, which means that the planet is not heating due to greenhouse gas emissions. Now, this goes back to the study I showed yesterday of the rural of the rural and urban data that occurs because in highly populated areas with cars and buses and machinery and people walking around, you're going to have higher temperatures and higher degrees of temperature change, plus more pollution. And they're adding that stuff into the into the numbers of climate change data to show an increase in greenhouse gases at the surface level. But if you pull all that data out, there's no increase in over 17 years of greenhouse gases and temperature on the surface level. See, it doesn't take a genius to figure this shit out. People are just idiots and they fail to go out there and legitimately research this stuff themselves. This took me, this took me like 25 minutes. I got legitimate science, I got all the references, I got all the scientific data. Sometimes it's fun being mean. All right, guys, it's eight o'clock. We got the uh, After Dark chat here in one hour from 9, 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is on the socialredpill.com. That's where you're going to find it, socialredpill.com. Let me go ahead here and see if we had any more come in. Um, thank you for all the donations, guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Lolo, thank you so much for the donation. You're absolutely amazing. Much appreciated on that. Everybody on uh, Roxanne, thank you for the two lemon right there on uh, D Live. Uh, Lolo wins tonight. <laughs> well, Lolo, Lolo definitely won tonight. So much appreciated, guys. You guys are awesome. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. I hope you guys have a great night. We're gonna see some of you guys here at the After Dark chat in one hour from now. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys did enjoy this episode, leave a comment below saying thank you, Josh. Thanks for the episode, Red Pill Project, whatever it is. And definitely give that plus a thumbs up, likes, comments, shares, all that stuff. Don't forget our show sponsor, Dr. Kirk Elliott, getgoldtoday.com. If you guys want to help support everything that we do, you can go to redpills.tv slash go or redpills.tv slash send crypto. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Take care. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. And as always, let me see here. No animals, snowflakes, or vaccinated people were hurt in the making of this video. Liberal tears not included.